Yeah, it's crazy. That was a really good point that he made about uh, Messi being uh, being an employee MLS MLS employee. I mean, it makes sense why well, you wouldn't risk him for this game. Uh, but like, but like they needed the trophy, no? They needed him to they weren't good enough. I mean it ended two one. It was I was kinda like half watching it in the background. Uh I mean they looked like they were getting forward when they could. The space was there for them. It was just kinda like, what are we doing with the space guys? And it kinda just looked like a little bit of uh cross cross merchants out there. Yeah, someone that could like incisively pick a pass or have a shot at goal. In many different and various positions. Right now, I just it would have to. Uh, Robert Taylor, I heard is he's pretty he's pretty good. Heard, heard he's a good creator. Um, the normal crew, Busquets was playing. I don't know if Album was playing. Um, no, Yadon was there. Busquets was there, yeah. They actually had an option on Paramount Plus to only watch Busquets. Okay, the thing was, it was like his upper body. So, no, it was like there was a camera focused on him the whole time, but it was as if like you could only see his upper body most of the time. Like you really couldn't see him even make plays on the ball. Um, yeah. 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 So no Alba, but uh, yeah, Campania started. Robert Taylor started. Joseph Martinez came on. Facundo. Yes. Facundo thought yes. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have too many thoughts. I mean, he's not really one of the standout players, to be honest. I like Noah Allen, though. The left back, yeah, I like him. Local Miami kid, you know, 19-year-old. Hooping up, left back, and the worst MLS team in the league. Not anymore, but they were. Without a, without a doubt, they were. That, that's fair. Yeah, but now they're second worst in the East, even with the games caught up. Well, to be fair, if they win their game in hand, they theoretically could jump Red Bulls. But they still wouldn't be in playoff contention, I don't think. They, have, they, they need a lot of help. I can't see it. I honestly can't see it. I it would it would I don't know. It would take a lot. Yeah, it would take a lot. They needed to beat Orlando this past weekend, I think. Yeah, that would have made it very likely if they win the rest of their games. They did tie that game, just got a point out of it.
Mm. No. No, I didn't. But Orlando, though. We're looking good. Andrew, we're a stodgy defensive team, and those kind of teams tend to win championships in MLS sometimes. Best team in the in the whole league. I mean, I, f I feel like he could play the rest of the games, maybe. But if he doesn't, they, have, they don't really have a good chance, to be honest with you, man. I'm not going to doubt it, but they just, they just need a lot of help, dude. Oh. I agree. They did okay holding Orlando's attack this weekend. I was pretty impressed with them. Uh, I think it was more of a fact of them just digging in, though. They didn't really play football against us. Yep. Yep. Um, gotta apologize. Yeah, we have, uh, we have our first apology of the, of the pod. Um, well, I said Brentford would have their way with Everton last week, Andrew. Yeah, Ever yeah, Everton beat them 3-1. At the G-Tech. Interesting stadium name. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I like Beto too. I think Beto's movement when I was watching them was very, very impressive. Um, and the thing is also DCL got on the scoreline. So that's important. If you have two strikers that are scoring goals right now, I both that I find they are a class, you know, and they can come in for each other. That's kind of what they were missing. They they never replaced Richarlison. Um they they kind of didn't replace the goals, even though well he wasn't contributing a ton. You know, he was he was doing a lot for them, man. He was really really an important player. Um, so I guess maybe there's a turnaround coming for Everton. We could probably see it. I know they were had a couple injuries to start the season, so now they're getting their full team together, all the signings are becoming available. Like I said, me and you said Beto's uh is crazy. Really, really good player. 
really good player. Um, I, and I guess I brought it up earlier when we were having some sushi. Um, I think Brentford's start to the season hasn't been too impressive. I think they might be in a little bit of trouble. You were a little more like, let's just wait it out because it is early, obviously. Um, you know, they did get beat by Newcastle, by Everton, who I, I, don't, I still don't think Everton are that great, but I think maybe there are more signs that they might be able to stay up and they might have the resources to keep them up, you know, like like as far as attacking goes. I think they might be able to score the goals to keep them up is what I'm saying. Um, but, you know, Brentford drew 2-2 to Bournemouth. They drew like 1-1 Crystal Palace. Um, they beat Fulham pretty convincingly, and then they drew Spurs as well. So pretty slow start to the season for them. I, I think they're missing Tony a lot. And, uh, yeah. It's gone. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. So they have a pretty bad injury list right now. Can't lie. Um, just one second. You got Rico Henry out. Uh, Joshua De Silva is currently out. He's not going to be back till November, it looks like. Um, Baptiste is out. Um, uh, Kevin Schade, the German, he's out. Um, and Damsgaard is out. And Malpai's out. And Ben Mee. So they, they do have a lot of injuries. I feel like important places, but we'll see. Um, and a lot of these are out till, yeah, a lot of, yeah, a lot of these is, uh, is, is October, November is when these players are coming back. So we shall see. Tony, obviously, is January. So they'll probably have the goals when the Silva gets back. I love Mbuemo. I think Mbuemo's a really, really good player. He's started his season well, too. So. But yeah, we were wrong. Shout out to Everton. We were wrong. So Tony, though, what are you thinking? Where's Tony? <laughs> Arsenal. What if Chelsea make a huge bid? Yes. Based on based on all the events that have happened, I wouldn't stay at the club, to be honest. No. Absolutely not. Newcastle could too, but I'm pretty sure that's FFP as well. And they probably don't need him. They kind of have a decent amount of strikers. Exactly, yeah.
Yeah. So your point is, since Osaman is available, he's probably the primary striker that someone should be looking for over Tony. Do you think Arsenal should also look for Osaman, or should do you think they should settle for Tony? It's not settling, by the way, really. That's true. I feel like we've seen two years worth of, of worth of really good striker work, like good fundamentals, a good actual striker. Like he's he, he's he's earned it. He's one of the he's one of the top three Premier League strikers currently. Yes. Yeah. No, I don't think you should, what you should use them for. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you got Well, that's what I'm saying. The thing is that they basically... They made the agreement this year to basically... They are risking not having a striker this year, basically. For Mbappe, they could have had Kane. They should have gone in for Kane. It was a mistake they didn't go for Kane, I think. Because um, he would have probably gone there if they had been the same as Bayern. And he is a better replacement for Benzema than basically anyone else in the world currently. But they, once Mbappe said he wasn't going to sign, they immediately dropped that and decided to put all their eggs in that basket. We all know what happened. Mbappe stayed. Sign a contract, I think, right? Like, like sign one year or some shit? I don't know. But we're just talking about it. So I think they're going to go all in for Mbappe next year. But the thing is, if they don't still don't get him, and we still playing that bullshit with PSG, then they have to go for Osimhen. They have to. They have to. Yeah. Like, someone... someone the thing is, Real Madrid aren't being proactive in this situation, which is where they usually are. They usually are proactive again the players where they need very early, but they've been like putting off the Zimbabwe thing for a while because he's been playing with them. I think so too.
You think there's a world? You think there's a world also moving on from Osimen to uh back to Tony that there's a world where they just keep him for the rest of the year, and then uh Tony possibly comes back and gets his his move in the summer, or do you think that should be a January move? Because you know Brentford are gonna request that fee. Yeah. They just have a lot of draws, and I feel like they just kind of miss his goals. I feel like with his goals, they at least have like six to eight more points, maybe. Yeah. You've always been an Air Hickey fan, right? Yeah, I think the latest example of them possibly needing a striker is the North London Derby, if you want to get into it. So uh, Spurs drew 2-2 at the Emirates. You know, Bukayo Saka, two goals. Son Heung-Ming, two goals. Um, Arsenal need a striker, man. I think that's why we've been talking about Tony. I think that's like one of the main big takeaways. There's, there's kind of two big main takeaways, one from each team. For Arsenal, I think it's that they need a striker. Yes, but the no, actually. No, I don't agree with that. Um, I don't think it's the most important thing that we need right now. I think what we need, and shout out to this guy. Um, his name is Nathan Clark. He's from the Extra Inch podcast. Um, he said that Spurs kind of need a 1v1 specialist attacking winger. Um, and I kind of agree with that because Richarlison matches the Ange forward pretty much to a T. And so does Sun. And they're two different profiles, and they both work. And Sun, obviously, uh, five goals, three games at striker. Not bad. Not bad at all. And so I I think I think for this year, we are probably fine with the options. And we have to see if Richarlison comes, comes good. He already got two goals. and uh, Or, sorry, a goal and assist to help win the game against Sheffield a week and a half ago. Um, so, so I just think we have to wait. I think we have to wait. But I don't think it's important, and I don't think we need it right now. And I think worst things, worst comes to worst, we just play Sun up there, and he is clearly more than good enough. The thing with the Ange forwards, they don't get a lot of touches. Sun only had 18 touches Sunday, and he scored with two of them, but he barely had any touches. With the Ange forwards, they're mainly main to like occupy the defenders and to create the spaces for the wingers to attack and the, also the midfielders, like the channels for them to roll in. Like that's that's kind of what the forwards do. It's more like to move things around in the Ange system. Then you have to score, and then you have to be clinical because you're not going to get a lot of a lot of chances. So I feel like we're kind of good right now. Like sun, sun is that sun is that. I don't think it's important. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, we want to be able to get him at all this year. It would have to be a next summer kind of thing. 
The thing is, next summer, I think we can go properly for a striker, but I don't think we need him in January anymore. I don't think we need a striker in January. I think we should just make Richarlison and Son work for the rest of the season and try to put the money in for a winger. Because now we don't have Ivan Perisic. He tore his ACL. Um, so that's bad. That's not great. Because um, he has like 14 assists for us in 50 games. So that's pretty good. Um, and he was playing left back for most of that time. Left, left wing back to be specific. Uh, so yeah, I just think like to to get a to get a winger to, to occupy that space where where Perisic would have been because now we kind of have Solomon playing on the left, and uh, and oh Brandon Johnson actually played on the left in this game, um, and Manor Solomon came on. So it's good that. Well, you know what I was hearing in the week up to this game is that Kuliseski was practicing on the left side, um, so we had different players that were going to we had we had three different options before the game to play on the left side and no one knew who was going to play there if it was well we didn't even know Brennan was going to play there we didn't even know he was an option it was either Solomon or um it was either uh Solomon or Kulosevsky playing on the left wing but it ended up being Brennan Johnson which I was very okay with he he looked really good very energetic very good running um he was always like an outlet and uh he was able to track back when he needed to you know he kind of stopped Saka from cutting in once or twice, which is important. It's the most you can do um, to watch that space there. I really enjoyed it. I really, I really, really enjoyed the wing play. Um, but I just want one more, like, really good attacking winger. Like, I don't know, just, just to fill the spot. Because if Sun's not going to be a winger anymore and he's going to be a forward, then we need another winger. And I'd rather use Sun as a forward. I think, I don't think we should play on the wing. I don't think we should play on the wing for the rest of the year. Yes. I feel like the chasm is uh, very, very close. Like, I feel like it's a lot smaller than it was a year ago. Like, I feel like Arsenal were significantly ahead of Spurs a year ago. And it, you could feel it, even though we were at the same points going into, like, this Norland Derby last year, I'm pretty sure. I think, like, we had started the season just as good. There was still, like, a little bit of, uh, they're working too hard in the game. You know, it's not, not playing good football. So I, th I think that now, we're, like, you can see. The thing is, we don't know what the Spurs ceiling is. So since we don't know what the ceiling is, it's kind of hard to say like how close we are to Arsenal, because we know Arsenal's ceiling is is competing for the league and 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 in my opinion, competing for the Champions League this year. You know, that, that's where I think Arsenal are. We kind of don't know where Spurs are at right now because they're kind of just answered the challenges so far. I feel like going to the Emirates and getting a point is very good, and and to be honest, I feel like the opportunity was there to win the game, to really go for them. I agree. Yep. I think it's a fair penalty. I, I, I'd want it if, if it's a handball, dude. It's a handball. That's, that's, that is a handball. That, that is a literal, that is a literal handball right there. Yeah. 
that was one of the things we were struggling with early in the game was Saka cutting in, Saka driving at Odogi because Odogi was Odogi ended up having a really good game, but in the early stages it looked like he was struggling. But it ended up just it was it, it was just a battle, really. Yeah. So I think with that goal, it's like you can't really pin it too much. Like yeah, like Saka was able to get the space to cut inside because Ben White made the overlap, um, and I think overlap really distracted Udogi for just a second to give Saka that split second because that's you know that's all he needs. He's a world class player. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The most impressive thing I got from Spurs on the weekend was the bravery. The fact to keep keep playing out the back, even though Arsenal were relentlessly pressing, even though we were making mistakes, even though Madison almost gave up a goal, even though Dogi almost passed it back into, um, I think I think it was Enketia's way, and Enketia like hit it off uh, Vicario's leg. Uh, I just like all these random chances where we just. We're giving the ball away. It's very easy to just say, hey, we, we can't play like this anymore. We have to switch it up. Andrew was not compromising. He, he he wanted us to keep going, and I feel like that was so impressive because the players were brave and made them want to keep playing brave. Van de Ven is, is so brave on the ball. Yeah, uh, Everyone's so composed in the defense. I really, I really love how it feels as opposed to last year. It kind of just felt like uh, we were scrambling around a lot. So, yeah, I actually... I think it was a fair... I feel like the draw was a fair result, man. But I feel like towards the end of the game, we could have tried harder. There was one chance when Basuma broke the press on three people. By the way, incredible player, one of the best games. Um, and and he broke the press, ran down the field, played a pass to Kulosevsky, and we were almost in for a goal. And it was it was like the 100th minute. <laughs> uh, so I just... I don't know. I feel like we were very close to getting in. And the thing that impressed me the most was the bravery. I feel like Arsenal kind of came out of it looking... Not, not worse, but almost like more questions just now because they have the injuries. I think that was a big thing. Um, definitely, definitely something to consider is their injury problem, but they still looked, I don't know, we still looked very good. They still looked like they had problems playing against us. Yeah. Yeah. So good decisions, I think Arteta made 
starting Rhea. I think he's better. Um, I thought starting Vieira was a good call, and also thought you know going with the, you know starting Kentia. I think all there's kind of no question Kentia will be playing. At least I think. Um, but you know, the decision to like, I thought I was really impressed with the kid today. He's a very impressive pe- pressing forward. It's uh, I don't know. It's just it's just very impressive because he was closing down the ball every time he put my players under pressure quite a bit. Um, so I think he made good decisions there. I don't think he made great decisions bringing on um, <laughs> bringing on Havertz on halftime. Um, I think the Jorginho one was fine to be honest with you. Um. I think Georgina can control the game. And I think it's fine to, to ride the game out, especially with the fact that Declan was out. Uh, but do you know what he's doing with Havertz? Because like, I, I, I tried to be a defender for a little bit. I tried to kind of see where they were coming from, what they were trying to do. Um, he kind of just looks like a broken player, though, man. I don't even know what else to say, like, without being like, bantering. Like, I don't know. Like, do you think, do you think, like, I don't even think VR was that bad to get, get taken off. I don't know. It was just, uh, I don't know. Maybe that can be explained to me a little bit more in a tactical sense by an Arsenal fan, but to me, that just didn't make a ton of sense. Um, I thought Sako was brilliant, obviously. Um, incredible player. Always, always, always so good. Um, but I thought Dogi did a good, did a good job closing him up. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I liked it. <laughs> I came out of it very happy. I can't lie. Losing my mind and how quickly uh, we got our goals back. And uh, Madison's a brilliant player. I guess that's my last thing is, is uh, Madison is brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yo, how are you guys going <laughs> to deal with him? So for context, we got the cockfight coming up. Liverpool at Spurs. As, as you said earlier, you were very scared of it. Um, I presume one of those reasons, like I said, is, is Madison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, nervous. No, I think... I think ever, as far as from our home ground, at least in quite a few years, at least on the new ground, um, the fans have been so impressive. Like, uh, the, the mood around the club is so high right now. Um, 
even the environment at the Sheffield game. I don't know if you listen to like the winners, but the crowd just like goes nuts, Andrew. It's crazy. And uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's very impressive. So I think uh, the crowd is going to be formidable. It's going to be something to consider. Um, I think y'all are in such good form, though. I talk to you about it like every day, how impressed I am with Liverpool. I love this team. I love the rebuild. That goal today was class. How are you seeing his role in your team right now? Yeah. whole different type of profile. I mean, we saw it in the World Cup. We saw him create from deep a few times, too. It's not like the most important part of his game, but it's something he can do. Of course. Uh, at least you have options to, to replace Wall out of form, which is what you need. Yeah. Yeah. The power and the pace.
I think the best thing about our game this weekend is going to be the midfield battle because midfield battle because for the first time in many seasons our midfields are revamped and very energetic and very creative. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a question for you, and I guess if you have anything else after this, um, you let me know. If not, we can wrap up. Um, would you rather be Mauricio Pochettino right now in charge of Chelsea, or would you rather have been West Fotheringham getting a goal scored on you for Sheffield? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that's more than fair. Um, I think I'll take the Eagles. I think I'll take the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll think I'll take. I'll take one from them. Um, yeah, very impressive game from Newcastle. Uh, just phenomenal. They also beat Manchester City in the midweek. Uh, really, really impressive team, Andrew. I mean, they had so many people. Uh, you know who man of the match was in this 8-0? Anthony Gordon. <laughs> that guy's class, man. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh yeah, I think it was U twenty one or U twenty three. I think it was Yeah, it was the Euros. Yeah, U twenty one Euros. Um, speaking of Academy products, as you had mentioned earlier in regards to Gordon, um, I do just want to shout out Elliot Anderson. Um, obviously he made a lot of appearances last year, 19 appearances off the bench, uh, for Newcastle, but, uh, 22 total appearances, 19 off the bench, but he did start the game on the weekend, the eight nil. Um, and yeah, just looked really impressive. Had a, had, had an assist and just looked class, just looked, really did look class and, uh, good to see him getting some games and good, to, uh, young 20 year old. Hopefully we can get some more out of him. Uh, Yeah. For sure.
Yeah. He'd be getting like bench minutes at the end of games, like Okay. I feel like I remember seeing him. I'm looking at him. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. For sure. Absolutely. Um, I guess my other thing, if we're hopping over to the Chelsea game, I definitely do not want to be Poch. Um, but big shout out to Ollie Watkins, first goal of the season, um, getting getting on track, man. I, he had 15 last year. I really want to, I want him to hit that 20. I don't know if it's probably it's gonna be really hard, probably not possible. But if he can get a 15 again, that'd be that'd be pretty good. I mean, I mean he's got 14, 11, and 15 in his last three seasons, so that's that's great for me. Those are good numbers. Uh, but yeah, good good to get off the mark. He's gonna creep toward 15 goals, hopefully. Um. Yeah. So just the weekend, we do have uh, got the cockfight. Pretty excited about that one. Um, trying to look through the other fixtures now. Uh, it's it's an okay slate. I mean, I'm looking. Man, you Crystal Palace, good game. You know, possibly. Um, Eze was brilliant. Oh my days! I watched Eze a little bit this weekend. My God, he's their best player, Andrew. He's amazing, dude. Bro, he he just he just looks up with the ball and can and and knows exactly what he's going to do dribbles exactly where he's going to go and then passes it like and you can't touch him yeah did he He's costed. Um, absolutely. Um, they, they drew to Fulham. Um, unfortunately, that's what you're saying. They couldn't get the breakthrough. I think they just need a little bit more. Just, just a little bit more. But he's... It's a brilliant guy. Uh, also, I think this might be low-key the second best game of the weekend, but it's Villa versus Brighton. 7.30 kickoff on Saturday morning. Yeah, absolutely. And they were down going into halftime, um, I believe, at the, in their game. 
uh, this weekend against Bournemouth this past weekend. And but Matoma came on and changed the game, won in the game three one. Um, oh yeah, go ahead. Yes, yes. Some just see it as a rotation opportunity. I'm a lot. I think that should be a really good game this weekend. Actually, that should be a lot of fun. Have you seen uh, like the Douglas Luiz comp from like his last game? You should. You should look it up this weekend, man. He was. He he's looking unplayable. Like he's he's looking like unpressable. Like you know, like you can't pressure him. He's breaking the ball. He's making really confident passes. Real good one twos. I mean, he's kind of just playing with his Brazilian flair. You don't see too often in the Premier League, man. So uh really enjoying it, really, really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean they have a disgusting team, dude. Like you look through and they have and they have death. They have death too, like it's You, I don't know, Andrew. I don't know. Oh, they did three two. Oh yeah, I was watching. That. I remember. Oh my god, it was a late goal. The fifty first minute. Europa League, yeah. I think that should be a really entertaining one too. Oh uh, yeah, other than that, that's pretty much the weekend. You got anything else here? You're working on cooking? Anything else you want to say to the people? Uh, yeah, it's going. It's going really good for both of our clubs for so far. It's really great. It's exciting to come on here and be like, yeah, I have good stuff. To talk. Absolutely. Much love. Thank you so much for tuning into the Size 5 pod. Make sure to find us on that. Make sure to follow honest.works on Instagram. They keep us freshly fitted head to toe. Make sure to follow at Campaign Jordy. He did all the artwork. Make sure to follow the pod. Much love. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next week.